Hello, good afternoon. You are, uh, you're all very welcome. Uh, thanks very much for, uh, for joining um, today, whether that's live on Zoom, uh, whether that's watching back uh, on a, a Zoom recording, or whether you're tuned into one of our podcasts. Uh, it is a great pleasure to have you with me uh, this afternoon from a, a glorious uh, blue-skied Dublin. Uh, so spring is definitely sprung here in this part of the world. Um, I hope you're all very well. Uh, delighted to have you uh, with us uh, and with me today. Um, for those of you I haven't met or we haven't, uh, who haven't uh, uh, engaged with before, my name is Rob McGee. I'm the CEO at Ingenio. We have two businesses that serve the technology, software and SaaS space. Uh, one is a recruitment business, uh, a six-year-old recruitment agency. And the second is an e-learning business called Ingenio Learning that we built and developed uh, last year during, the, the, during the, the height of the pandemic. Um, we are, um, sorry guys, I seem to just have had a problem with my video for one minute. Uh, just want to make sure everything is okay with that. Yeah, it seems okay. Great. So, um, you're all very welcome. And uh, look, the, the purpose and the objective of our session today is entirely focused on um, helping you build your personal brand. We've been running this series or this session uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, in February. Um, and we're focusing in on, on you know, helping you build your personal brand, specifically to help you go and get hired. Um, we've run a number of some, some really, really uh, positively feedback sessions over the last couple of weeks. And the one that we're running today is how to communicate with and engage with um, people who are in recruitment, whether that's in-house uh, or whether that is people who are working in recruitment agencies like the one that we have today. And I think um, I'm pretty well versed to be able to give you some insight and some topics and some tips on that, uh, in that particular area. So without further ado, let's kick on. By the way, excuse uh, a slight slur in my speech today. I had some dental surgery a couple of hours ago. Uh, so the anesthetic is just wearing off. Um, but look, let's, let's uh, launch into this. So a quick recap. In terms of building your personal brand, there are a couple of things that you need to be really tuned in to <clears throat> so that you can do this effectively. The first key point is knowing who your audience is. Uh, and again, I want you to tune into to what we're talking about today. Let's think about your audience being that you're trying to target recruiters, whether again, whether they're in-house people or whether they're agency orientated. That's really, really important, okay? And there are a number of other questions. There's six questions there in total that uh, I hope if you've, been, if you've been part of this series thus far that you're well on the way to being able to, well, in fact, that you're not well on the way, but that you have already answered <clears throat> and defined really specifically. And, and if you haven't, it's really, really important you, you take a quick note of these six and make sure that you have this absolutely nailed on and precise. Okay, um, why is that important? It's important because in today's climate uh, and in today's job or labor market, um, uh, the, the gatekeeper, the, the, the people who are effectively holding the keys to your success in terms of getting hired 
for the most part, are going to be recruiters. Um, and, and look, I, 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 what I wanted to do as a starting point is really just define who these people are that you are trying to work with that effectively have access to hiring managers or, or access to you getting your first interview or screen or feedback or whatever the case may be. So on the left-hand side, um, a, a medium to large-sized organization will typically always have an internal recruiter or an in-house recruiter. Um, and those, those guys, uh, they typically have lots of different names or job titles, right? And, and you've seen there, I put down in-house talent, uh, uh, talent management, talent attraction, TA, uh, that's, a, that's a really important one. And anyone with a people in front of their function or, or in front of their title, okay? Um, but these, these people are employed directly by these organizations and their full-time job is basically managing the internal recruitment process uh, for, you know, for their employer, okay? Um, typically, and again, the bigger the team or the bigger the business, you'll typically find that those in-house guys, they, they are, their, their focus is basically on either a team or on a function. What do I mean by that? So let's say, for example, if I was thinking about Facebook as an example, Facebook would have a very, very large recruitment team and they would have recruiters split across all of the key teams and functions that exist within their business. So let's say, for example, they would, have, they would definitely have um, a marketing recruiter. So someone who is very, very focused on just hiring for marketing roles within Facebook's function. Um, if, if we went to, say, software development and engineering within Facebook, you would have definitely software development recruiters or, or software engineer recruiters, but you would also probably have a degree of specialization below that. So you might have um, guys who are Java uh, uh, recruiters internally within Facebook, so focusing and targeting on hiring Java developers for that particular business, okay? So, so that's really important that you understand and, and you're able to navigate where these people are, where they sit, what, what teams they're in, and obviously what functions they serve. Um, really importantly, how does a recruiter in-house know that they're doing a good job? Well, they're typically met, metriced or bo and bonused, by the way, so this is really important, on two key things. The first is uh, TTH, so time to hire. Um, and the second one would be reduced cost of hire. And, and basically those metrics are there to effectively uh, guide whether the recruiter is doing a good job or not, as the case may be. So it's really, really important that you're able to tune in and almost empathize or recognize and certainly respect what it is that that individual is trying to go and do, okay? So that's the internal and in-house uh, uh, recruiters, the agency recruiters. So again, my my one of our businesses, uh, Ingenio, is a recruitment agency, and agency recruiters are a completely different kettle of fish, um, in terms of, I guess, in terms of characters, in terms of, um, in terms of you know ethos, outlook, structure, and um, you'll definitely see that the agency guys are they're they're far more sales orientated. 
and the reason for that is the last point, right? Their, their metric and their bonus, like all of these guys will carry some form of target. That target could be financial, or it could be, um, again, KPI metric based. So things like how many CVs were sent to a particular client on, a, on an open job, how many interviews have happened across the various different stages of interviews, um, they could also be, uh, you know, they're also kind of highly metric in terms of communication or activity. So talk time, call time, that type of stuff. So it's really, really important that you're tuned into that. Um, agency recruiters, again, they can, they can have the title recruitment consultant. You probably see that one being, uh, being the kind of the very typical traditional one. Um, my guys are, my guys in, in, in my business, they're just called recruiters and then they use their expertise area or their niche or their specialization then to define their area of, of expertise. And you'll see then that their niche could be in, uh, it could be in the sales practice or the sales desk. You'll hear that, that kind of language lots. Um, so I think just really, really importantly, there are two types of recruiters out there. Um, one serves the client um, and one works for the client, if that makes sense. And, and it's really, really important that you tune in uh, really, really, really quickly and really early in your engagement and your process around how these guys are kind of working and how they're operating and, and methodologies and all that type of stuff. Okay. I want to just give you a quick example of something that is very, very close to home. Um, so I'm going to, uh, let me see now what I will do. So what I want to do is I want to show you from a, from a, a, kind, of a, uh, a kind of a shop window perspective, the difference between, let's say, for example, an agency recruiter and someone who's working in-house, right? Um, Lydia is a really interesting one because Lydia actually used to work for me and she has now gone from agency into in-house. So she's now working for... Uh, the the uh, amazing MongoDB, so um, uh, large US headquartered business, and Lydia has gone to join their EMEA team, their EMEA sourcing team uh, here in Dublin. So you can see here, if we look at her title, she's a technical sourcer. What does that mean? Well, let's let's roll down here and have a look and see what her her uh, description basically says. So you can see here that she is committed to delivering excellent recruitment experience, specializing in software development and engineering, DevOps and infrastructure, and big data and, and, and analytics. So you can see really quickly that there's kind of three core key areas that Lydia is focused on within MongoDB. So if you want to work for MongoDB, clearly Lydia is one of the people that you would want to be building a relationship with. She's not the only one, but she's definitely one of the people that you would want to understand, uh, you know, her ways of working. You would definitely want to have a relationship with her, okay? Um, you can see here that she has basically put up some content and she's also then put up some activity. And, you, you know, then you can see here, just in terms of what's going on in their business, you've got a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of an insight into what she's doing, okay? So... That is someone who works in-house. So again, that's really, really important. Uh, really important for you to tune into. Let me just show you the profile of one of the guys who works for me. So Ryan, uh, Ryan Kenny. 
Ryan is a recruiter here at Ingenio and he is a sales recruiter. So he's very, very specific again. So he, his expertise is niche. It's focused exclusively on the sales segmentation. And basically you can see here again, you know, what is it saying about Ryan? So it talks a little bit about him and Ingenio. Um, it talks about the types of roles that he's hiring for. So you can see here, these are the, the job titles um, uh, and these are the types of people that he works in. So if you, if again, if you think about that, that's what Ryan is telling you what he's interested in seeing and hearing and, 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 and listening and clearly working with clients for. You can see there, he's got some direct contact details, so a mobile phone number and an email address. And then there's some interesting stuff here around, uh, this is some client feedback here. You can see that uh, there's a candidate who, who Ryan recently placed, who's basically sent him a, a LinkedIn or a WhatsApp message to say, thanks a million for, for your help. So you can see there that, that you know, from Ryan's perspective, clearly one of the things that, that is important to him, and I'm not just saying this because obviously I know him and he works for me, but one of the things that's important to him is kudos and shout outs from candidates and also from clients. And that's really important because you should be tuning into that if he's the type of guy that you would want to go and work for. There's a whole lot of activity here uh, that he's basically detailed out. And again, um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about maybe some of the things that you should be doing in and around, uh, in and around that space as a kind of an next as a next step. And then there's some details there around some of the recommendations that he has had. And I think that's really interesting for people because it allows you then to start to build a network in and around the recruiter that you're potentially going to go and work with. Um, again, whether that's agency or whether that's someone who's in house. Okay. So I hope I hope that that visual. Um, and that kind of comparative helps you just uh, helps you really understand a little bit more the difference between some of the guys that are in-house and some of the guys that are agency. Okay. Um, there is two whole sections in our course, uh, in the Ingenio Learning course. There are two whole sections that help you um, really try and tune into uh, kind of communication uh, from an outbound perspective, really selling yourself, not just with recruiters indeed, also with hiring managers and potential peers that you're gonna go and work with and for as part of a new job that you might go and get. So there's a whole heap more in our course on this one, but there's four key things that I want you to take away today. Um, and look, I think these are really, really important. Um, so, so, and if you've got any questions on this, I'm happy to go and take them. So the first thing that I want you to go and do is clearly when, when you've been building your personal brand over the last couple of weeks on these courses, you will know exactly, number one, the type of job that you want to go and do, and ideally the types of organizations that you want to go and work with and for. And what I want you to make sure that you've got done today, today, is that you have three, your top three specialist recruiters all, all, already marked out, okay? So that you know, number one, who is the agency? And number two, who is the recruiter within that agency, okay? And then the second piece 
is obviously is looking at the top three organizations that you want to go and work for directly. And if they have their own in-house recruitment team or HR team or people or talent team or whatever it is, then you need to know who those people are. So let me give you an example there. Um, if, if you were looking for, uh, say, the type of job that you want to go and do is a project management role, and you want to do, you want to be a project manager within a SaaS or software or technology company, then clearly my business, Ingenio, would be one of the agencies that you would have on your top three list, okay? And by then researching Ingenio, you would know that Jack Matthews, who's one of my recruiters, is responsible for project and change roles within our business. So. Number one, you'd be tuned into Ingenio, and, and secondly, you'd be tuned into Jack Matthews and Ingenio. And Jack would be one of your top three recruiters to work with. The reason I'm saying top three is it's, it's relatively easy and straightforward to be able to relationship build with three recruiters, three agencies, and three uh, in-house guys at the same time. Any more, and you start, it starts to become a little unwieldy. And you definitely need to have uh, relationships with both in-house guys and agency guys. Agency guys clearly get you breadth and reach, uh, whereas obviously in-house guys get you right to source, right to expertise, uh, and right almost hopefully to hiring manager. Okay. The second thing that I want you to go and do today is once you've got your top three lists built is how are you going to go in relationship build with those people? Do they know you? Do they know you personally? Have you spoken to them? Have they had a phone call from you? Have they had, uh, if you're not keen on a phone call, have they had a video from you, an outreach video? Um, please don't email them, right? These guys are getting hundreds, hundreds of emails every day. Um, and some of them are live emails and some of them are automated from applications and processes and job pl platforms and tools and whatnot. So, but look, it's really, really, really important that you start to relationship build with those people today, okay? What value, what benefit are you going to bring to them? And what will you, um, what, what do you expect back in return? And that's really, really important, okay? And... Um, I think one of the really interesting things for me uh, is, is, is when people don't really understand recruitment, um, their expectations of working with recruiters are completely skewed and misaligned. And, and I, it's really important, this third point, a recruiter doesn't work for you. So and I'm talking about agency guys for a second. Um, a recruitment agency works for the client. They get paid by the client. Their fees are derived from the base, a percentage of the basic salary. Okay, and ultimately their deliverables, depending on the contract that they have with that client, are to that client. Okay, and you as a candidate, uh, you effectively become the product in that transaction. Okay, now clearly. Uh, and, I, and, and I don't mean to, to diminish the value of candidates at all. That's definitely not what I'm doing. But it's really, really important that you understand the commercial mechanism and framework that's going on around you with you part of it. So that's really important. The second thing is, is if you're working with an in-house individual, 
they don't also they don't they don't work for you either because their job is to serve the hiring manager in that marketing or project management team their deliverables and their metrics and their targets and everything else like that are are to their own manager and also to those line managers or team leads or whatever the case may be so it's really 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 important that you that you um that you understand that that you appreciate it and i guess that you communicate accordingly and the last thing I would say, and again, hopefully this is, this is going to be really high value, is we have, we have um, on a daily basis or a weekly basis, we have hundreds of passive candidates. And what do I mean by a passive candidate? What I mean by a passive candidate is someone who answers your questions and, and engages with you but does very little else. Okay? And, and what I am urging you to be with a recruiter is don't be that passive candidate. Ask questions, challenge them, engage, um, ask for help, ask for advice, ask for um, a temperature check of the market right now, ask for um, you know, tips, feedback, advice, that type of stuff. Um, but also ask them, like let's say for example, if you're working with an agency and you were working with Ryan Kenny, I would be asking Ryan, you know, tell me about the last placement that you've made. Who was it? Who was the client? And who was the candidate? Where did you source them from? Why did that person stand out? And really try and understand the mechanics of their role. I think you'll find that unbelievably beneficial. Um, and you'll start to pick up some, real, uh, some really good insight uh, pretty quickly. And most importantly, um, those questions will really start to get that recruiter, whether they're in-house or agency, very much tuned in to you as an individual and as a potential candidate. So, uh, there are the four key things. Um, as I said to you, two whole sections in the course uh, are, are built on helping you around those areas. So, if, the, if you want more information on that, um, that's where I would kind of direct you to uh, after, after this, okay? Um, just in terms of a, a quick wrap-up before I go into a poll and, and, and uh, some questions, and, and I know there's a number here today. Um, clearly, uh, we, as I said at the beginning, we have developed um, a, an online learning program uh, called Ingenio Learning, and that course is built and designed specifically to help people get hired by technology, software, and SaaS organizations. I think we're incredibly well-placed to be able to uh, to be able to kind of really add value to your uh, to your your challenge and your experience and your steps and that um, we have a fantastic uh, a fantastic metric uh, that um, Anna Pereira, who runs our marketing team, is tracking, which is ninety and ninety, uh, and what that means is that ninety percent of the people who take who take our course get hired within ninety days, and you'll be able to see some of the insight and detail on those people who've successfully taken the course and got hired in those defined roles and defined organizations in their area of expertise on our website. Um, what's included in the course? Look, there's some information for you there. Uh, we, we've Obviously, we've got a lot of content. We've got a lot of hands-on practicals, worksheets, exercises, so that you can not go through a generic course perspective that this is entirely tailored and specific to you. Um, and you'll be able to also, um, on completion, you'll be able to get access into our team 
of guys who are obviously working on you know a reasonably significant number of roles at the moment uh, so that's very very important okay um, in terms of what's available at the moment I mean look our course's standard price is 99 or just under 100 euros um, we are running a one-time discount as a bonus as bonus material for anyone who's on the webinar today uh, you'll be getting a an email straight after after um, the course finishes or after this webinar finishes and that entitles you to 75% off and um, that that there are those spaces are limited and it expires on Friday and um, the one thing I would always say to people is there is a literally no quibble 30-day guarantee um, money back guarantee on that program um, and and that's you know to some people that's important as well um, what I want to do really quickly folks is there there's one poll that I want to run which will help us build the content for courses that we've got coming up okay and um, if I just run that piece now for you uh, let me see if I can get uh, this piece up and um, I would love to hear, and look, hope this will take you literally three seconds to answer, so I would really, really appreciate a response on this one. What frustrates you most about working with recruiters? What frustrates you most about working with recruiters? And what I'd like to do then is, look, based on whatever, uh, based on whatever the big kind of chunky response is, let me just give you a couple of tips in terms of maybe addressing that. So look, I can see a lot of votes flying in, um, let me know what your, your answer to that one is and I will, uh, let me just give you a bit of an insight in terms of maybe some of the stuff that's coming up. Next Wednesday is going to be the last session in our February series around, um, around uh, creating your brand and I'm going to be helping you build a personal development, development plan specifically around getting hired uh, so that that shop window that you hear me talk about all the time uh, becomes ever more um you know ever more kind of clear and specific and valuable then to the people that you want to uh that you want to uh, show it to and um, just in terms of the poll really quickly 63 percent have basically said that you they they you guys hate when recruiters are non-responsive um 15 say you've got no relationship and 12% is not disclosing the client. So I think in terms of the responsive piece, what I would say to you there is, I think we've probably covered a little, a little of that, right? But what I want you to, to, to really try and remember is, if you apply to a job that you are not suitable for, you, the likelihood is, given the volumes that recruiters are working with right now, you just won't get a response, okay? So, so I guess the first thing I want to do is I want to just make sure, like I want you to sense check, are you, are you fit for purpose? Are you right for that role? That's the first thing. The second thing is, is, are you using proper keywords in your application? And again, you've heard me talk about this before, and there's a whole, in fact, there's two modules on our course around the importance of using keywords in um, applicant tracking software systems that recruiters are using to basically filter candidates. So that is really, really important, okay? But not being responsive, you are able to take that into your own hands, okay? And you should be able to take it into your own hands 
by following up and building that relationship with a recruiter. So, so look, if you're, if you're blind applying and you don't know who a recruiter is and they don't know who you are and you don't fit the purpose or you don't fit the bill, if you like, you know, why on earth would they reply to you ahead of maybe the other 100 applicants who are, who are appropriate and right, okay? You might not like the sound of that, but that is in reality um, the practicalities of, of how, I guess, in-house recruiters and, and agency recruiters work. Now that you've understood their roles a little bit more, hopefully you'll be able to tune into that and engage with them appropriately, okay? So, so what I would say is, is building the relationship and communicating with them, doing outbound, phone, video, engagement, liking their content, messaging, collaborating on LinkedIn or on social media, that's really, really important, okay? Now, I have a load of questions, so let me just go to the Q&A first. Um, Mariana is asking me, if the recruiters already receive so many messages, what's the best way to get their attention to ask these questions? Look, for me, recruiters live on the phone, um, Mariana, and they're very comfortable on the phone. And in, in most cases, they're very, they're metric orientated to having phone conversations. So I would always urge you to try and communicate with them. You've seen there on Ryan's profile that recruiters will typically publish uh, their phone numbers because they, they, they want clients to reach out to them. Um, so, so, you know, try and have that conversation with them. Maybe, you know, if, if, the, if it's there, uh, if their numbers are there, you know, engage in a WhatsApp chat with them uh, if, they, if, they can't, if they can't provide the time, okay? Um, so I hope that answers your question. Nitin, uh, what happened if a recruiter contacts you and shares the job description, forgot to uh, continue further, carry out the discussion, what do you expect us to do? Um, well, look, I, I, I think what, you know, what happens in jobs is ultimately jobs sometimes get filled. Well, sorry, not sometimes. Like the objective of a recruiter is to go and fill a job. Um, so that's really, really important, Nitin, that, that look, in some cases jobs get filled and, and the recruiters don't necessarily communicate back. The key thing for you is to understand, number one, what the process is, what is happening, is there a timeline, is there an ETA, is there a metric driven around, around what's happening in that process, and the second thing is what's going on with that process, are there other candidates involved, if there are, how many, what stage are they at, okay. Um, so that's your first question. The second question you've asked me there, how to approach the recruiter or should we contact the company? Listen, if a recruiter is working there, the recruiter is being hired by that client to, 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 to hire for them. What I would say to you there is always respect that. Um, if you go over the recruiter's head, uh, you potentially cut that relationship off, off, off with them forevermore. So think about that. Um, it happens, but it certainly wouldn't be my recommended way of, of kind of behaving. Um, Estrida, if a recruiter mentioned they will get back to me on a certain day, how long should you wait to follow up an application? Brilliant, brilliant question. I would always be 48 hours, uh, and I would be 48 hours, I would be following up on the phone, and then, you know, I would be following, if you haven't heard anything back then, another 48 hours. You don't want to be a pest, uh, you don't want to be contacting them or messaging them uh, incessantly in the same day but I would definitely 48 hours after response and then another 48 hours if you haven't heard back from um, 
on that side of things. Philippa, what's the state of the job market at present? Uh, great question. Look, I think it depends on, on what segment you're in. Um, I heard a really interesting economic report this morning on the radio from Indeed, where they're talking about in certain industries experiencing major pain, you know, uh, and there are the obvious ones like uh, hospitality, uh, travel, tourism, you know, retail uh, to, to some degree. Um, but what I will say to you is in tech and software and SaaS, where we are, uh, Philippa, um, the market is very buoyant. Um, we, are, we are back to levels from a recruitment and hiring perspective that we, were, that we experienced pre-pandemic. So look, hopefully that gives you a really good insight. And really importantly, hopefully that gives you loads of optimism because that's very, very important, okay? Um, Priyam, you're asking me a question. Considering the plethora of applications and emails recruiters receiving every day, will they be in a shape to answer such questions? Like which recruitment uh, have you done? Yeah, look, I, I, let me go back to what I said to you earlier on about you, you need to be adding value, right? And um, these guys don't work for you. Um, but what you need to try and do is make sure that, look, you, you've got to be the right type of candidate in some way, shape or form. And, but you clearly have to have a relationship. If you are faceless um, and you don't exist to these people and you're not in their minds, whether they're in-house or agency, like you're, you're not at the races. And so I think that's really important. Make it your business. Make it your business to make sure that those questions get answered, okay? Um, and the other question you're asking me there is how the candidates stand out. Uh, I don't know if you were on our session last week, um, uh, but, you know, the, 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 the delivery of and the shop window and the visual, the syncing up of LinkedIn and CV, the engagement around the, the area of expertise, uh, there's a whole ton of, of, of recommendations, Priam, that I would give you there. And look, what I would say to you there is, um, look, take our course. Um, you'll, you'll do our course um, back to back over a day or, or if you wanted to do it over a weekend and take some time to kind of, you know, uh, to, to journal and reflect. But I think what I would be saying to you there is, like, we've built that course to help people like you get hired and to stand out. That's what that piece is all about. Okay. Um, okay, guys, I think that's it on the Q&A. Um, I hope I've answered every, uh, all of the questions. Um, what I will do, folks, is I will leave the chat up and I'll leave it open for a period of time. So feel free to ping, some, ping something at me and I'll, I'll take quest your questions offline. Uh, we're also going to pop up the link to our course uh, at ingenio-learning.com. Um, it was brilliant to speak with you all. Thanks for some amazing questions. Thanks for really good engagement. And look, as, as I always say in this thing, the market is good right now in tech and software and SaaS. Be optimistic, be positive, and as always, keep the faith. Take care of yourselves, folks, and we will see you next week. Take care.